What's going on guys? Welcome back to another live and today I'm really excited because I genuinely feel like the purpose of everything that I try to share with you guys is to do more than just knowing, you know, what does this one tool do in Resolve, right? And this is why I feel like what you're going to pick up today and the things that you're going to learn are going to be extremely helpful. Um, for whatever career you're in. Like you don't have to be a colorist. You could be uh, a, just a general filmmaker, right? Like a jack of all trades. You could be um, an artist. You could be a producer. Like all these things that I'm going to share, hopefully um, you would be able to implement um, in, in your workflow or in your lifestyle and hopefully see some results. Okay, so I'm super excited. I'm going to wait for like two seconds, let everybody join, and then we're going to jump right in. So welcome, welcome, welcome everybody. Let's go. Uh, if you guys have any questions, make sure to drop them down below and then I'm going to address them once I go through everything that I have planned for you guys, okay? Welcome everybody. All right, so let's get going, right? So th the topic is full-time to freelance transition hacks. And I think this is going to be relevant to anybody who uh, is either doing a part-time job or a full-time job. So even if you're doing a part-time job and trying to make a transition, this is going to be applicable to you, okay? And here's the thing, though. Too many people that try to do the freelance thing, um, they try it and they quit right away. And one of the major problems that I've seen with that is a lot of people like to go uh, cold turkey, meaning they're going to quit their full-time job or part-time commitment, and then they're going to go all into freelancing because they just think that, I will need all the time. I need to jump in and go all in. The problem with that is it's not as simple as that, okay? So that is the wrong way to do it. So then what's the right way to do it? The right way to do it is starting, start to freelance as a side hustle, okay? So you got your part-time job, you got your full-time job, you start freelancing on the side, all right? And you just kind of chip away at it and see what happens. So let's just put it, put this into an example, all right? So I'm going to use my, myself as an example because that will be the best case scenario. Like, you know, that will make the most sense, right? Because this has happened to me. So I'm going to share my story. When I first came here uh, to, to California from Chicago, went to school, you know, in Chicago Art Institute, you know, graduated, came to California, wanted to make movies. Um, it started with like just, you know, doing small projects here and there, right? Like I'm applying for 13 jobs a day on Craigslist and I'm picking up any and every project. So uh, at the time, it was just crazy humbling, right? Like, I mean, my idea of just like I'm going to go to Hollywood, work for one of these production houses, and I'm just going to climb my way up to be being a director. Uh, it was not that easy at all, right? So like I'm just doing anything and everything. I'm making 100 bucks, you know, editing something for three days and the client is not even happy. And I'm just happy that, hey... I did my best, I made 100 bucks, let's move on to the next thing. And I just keep, you know, kept my chin up, all right? That's how I started. And then as soon as the full-time opportunity uh, knocked on the door, I jumped on it because uh, my wife at the time, my girlfriend, we were just sick and tired of living in a situation where it was just so inconsistent and even like the reward wasn't that huge, right? The whole point of somebody thinking about the idea of being a freelancer is that, you know, you're this rock star, you work with all these big brands and you make all this money. Well, that's not what was happening for me, right? So I was just like, I'm going to take this full-time job. It's all good because still in my field, I'm going to be a video producer. So I started working with this company, um, 
and uh, worked there for two years. While I was working with them, I never start like I never stopped hustling on the side. Okay, I kept my side hustle going, right? Because I love the idea of getting paid on the first and the fifteenth of every month. That was amazing, right? That's the beauty of a full time job. I wasn't happy with the money that I was getting paid for the effort that I was putting in, um, but that didn't stop me to give my hundred percent. Like. My attitude just growing up, what I've learned from my parents is that it doesn't matter what you do, whether you love it or hate it, you have to go 100%. You have to go all in because uh, that's just fair to both parties, right? Like if somebody, if a company is paying me a paycheck, they expect a certain result from me. So I can't do them wrong by just going, I'm going to pull a fast one and I'm not going to give my 100%. I'm going to give them my 30% because what that does is that that's going to corrode your mindset, your mentality, and then you're going to start doing that, even the things that you love, right? And then that becomes part of your personality and it rots you from inside out. So that is a huge no-no, okay? So going back to that, while I was free, uh, while I was doing you know, my side hustle with a full-time job, I was working with these two guys, Mark and Mike, okay? Mark is a guy who was a hotshot doing all these crazy big weddings. I'm talking about celebrity weddings in Hollywood. He was living in um, Hollywood Hills, nice car, nice house, you know, view of the skyline. And the dude is just absolutely killing the game. So some of us might think that, you know, we, we go to film school and we go, we're going to become a director. Uh, shooting weddings is beneath us, blah, blah, blah. And here I am looking at this guy shooting weddings for him on the weekends. And I'm going, man, this guy made it. Like, it doesn't matter what you do. If you kill it, like if you just go all in, you can be successful at anything. I'm like, this guy is shooting weddings where John Legend is singing songs, like where the girl is calling John Legend Uncle John. And I'm just like, what just happened? Like they go, oh, where's Uncle John? And then Uncle John shows up and that's freaking John Legend. And I'm like, dude, what is this life? Like I'm hanging out with Russell Crowe because he's at the wedding. Like it was the craziest experience. And I made the most of it. I never for one second thought that, man, what am I doing? I'm wasting my time. This is beneath me. I learned so much from Mark. I got inspired by Mark. I'm like, it doesn't matter what you do. If you go all in, you can just kill it and be successful and dominate in that sector, okay? Then there was this guy, Mike, that we would hire, I would hire as a freelancer. So Mike would come on and share the burden with us, with our whole team. So like, I'm working at this full-time you know, position. I'm hiring Mike to come help us this guy comes in like a rock star. His invoice is bigger than what I make in a month for him just doing a couple of days worth of work. He kills it. He absolutely destroys what he does. And then he goes and every time I see him when he comes back and work with us again, he had already worked with Jaguar and all these big companies. And I was just so like infatuated with that. I'm like, man, like this guy lives the best life. He runs his own company. He jumps around and works with all these big companies and he's absolutely destroying the game. So like, I need to learn how to do that. So Mike and Mark were my inspiration. These are the people that I looked up to when I was coming up and I saw, I wanna be like that, I wanna do that. But at the same time, like I said, when I was working full time, I never once um, gave my 30% because I said, I'm gonna you know, give my 70% to like all this freelance work and then I don't care about my full-time job. I went all in, I was honest, okay? Honesty is important not for you to others, but to yourself, all right? Uh, it helps build your self-esteem, all right? If you're honest to yourself. And um, 
Then what happened is this, all right? It, and it's just always going to be a snowball effect. So I got Mike, I got Mark, I am bros with both of these guys, and then I am deciding to now kind of go in my own direction. So who do I hit up? I hit up these two guys and they go, we'll cover you, we'll hook you up. Like you quit your job, like we got you. We'll try to send as much work your way as possible. And trust me, relationships are important. And that's like the ultimate cliche, right? Like it's all about networking. And it truly is that because that's just what it comes down to. You don't need 100 people to know. You don't need, you know, 200 people to know or even 10 people to know. All you need is one to two people that really got your back and can hook you up. And for me, it was Mike and Mark. And then as soon as I like started doing more freelance, I got to a point side hustling that I'm like, I'm very close to that number. I'm about 500, 600 bucks off, but I'm really close to that number to replace my full-time job. And as soon as that happened, I made the decision to go uh, freelance. And then the transition was difficult because there were still like these big lulls, right? Like when I'm not working, but it wasn't as, you know, gut-wrenching. It wasn't as crazy to be like, oh my God, like, what are we going to do? right? Because these guys hooked me up, like, you know, sent as much work my way. I absolutely killed it. They loved what I did. And then, you know, uh, from two clients, it became three clients, four clients. And like, I'll, I might be shooting a wedding, you know, for Mark. And this guy sees me with a black magic pocket camera. This is a true story. So I'm shooting a wedding. This guy sees me. He's a guest at the wedding. He sees me shooting something with a black magic. At the time, black magic cinema camera 2.5K was a brand new thing. He saw it. He was mesmerized and he was into filmmaking. He shot a lot of stock footage for, uh, uh, I don't remember which company, but he, you know, one of the big companies, right? So he, he did, did a lot of stock photography for them and video work. So like he saw me doing this and he's like, hey, I'm shooting at LAX. Like we're going to be filming some stuff, stock footage. Do you want to come by? And I'm like, dude, I'm your guy. Like I'm there. And then I go there. He pays me for the day. And I'm like, holy hell, this is like, you know, what I would make in eight days working my full-time job. This is crazy what I just made in like three and a half, four hours chilling, like shooting, you know, planes flying up and down and just filming that and getting paid so much. And then that led to one more solid client, right? And then it just started like this. And then over time, before you know it, I'm just like, all right, now I'm gonna have to learn to say no. And that is the best scenario, best possible situation you can be in, okay? So now let's talk about like I mentioned, don't ever go half in, half out, right? Don't ever have that attitude. Whatever you're gonna do, go all in because you're building that muscle, right? Like that muscle memory, like that tells you that, hey, you're that guy. You're that class act that just goes all in. You need to have that, all right? Train yourself to be 100% when you're doing something that you love or don't love. Remember like what I was taught, you know, by my parents, like, you know, go all in. It don't matter if you love it or not. Like give your 100% attention. Uh, to whatever it is that you're doing, all right? And then always be looking for opportunities, all right? Like, uh, get out of your own way. A lot of people are too hard on themselves, right? Like, I don't have a lot of good projects under my belt. I don't have this, I don't have that. Like, there's a lot of these restrictions and these walls that we build around us and then become our own, like, you know, creations like prisoner, if you will, right? So don't do that to yourself. Stop doubting your intuition. There's too many people out there that just have failed once, they've tried something, they failed, and that scared the shit out of them, and now they don't wanna try again. Don't be that person, because how else are you gonna learn? You think Michael Jordan was Michael Jordan when he came out of his mom's womb? That's not how it happened, right? Practice, 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 like decades of practice got him to a point where he became Michael Jordan, right? It didn't just happen overnight. So 
do you just expect like you're going to pick up a camera and all of a sudden people are going to start paying you $3,000 a day? That just doesn't, it's not going to happen. But if you keep at it, it will happen. And it happens if you listen to yourself, you have like that self-respect and that self-worth that, hey, I'm going to go all in and I'm going to kill it. I'm going to make it. You will make it. Okay. Um, and every beginning will have like basically anything that you do when you start doing something, there's going to be humble beginnings. So don't fool yourself that you're just going to be a you know heavy hitter from the get-go. That's just not going to happen. What I'm trying to say is that nothing is beneath you. That's another thing that happens, right? Like going back to that example, I went to film school, you know, shooting weddings is beneath me. That's what people do that never went to film school. Don't do that to yourself. Like it kind of crossed my mind for half a second and then I just like, no. I told myself, no freaking way. I'm going to do this. I'm going to learn from everything. Because if you trust the process, you can maximize each opportunity. It don't matter, right? Like my full-time job, I was getting paid nothing. I was getting paid pennies, but I was working to shoot like documentaries for uh, race cars. So like I was race teams basically. So I was going around the country. I went to 35 states in United States and I got to shoot all these racing events. So what happened is that you're at a racing event. You're at this, you know, turn 11 at Sebring. You got to get this shot. The car is going at 170 miles an hour. This is your only opportunity. You need to nail the shot. You don't have seven takes to do, okay? So that was an amazing experience, regardless of how low I was getting paid. That experience turned me into an absolute lethal weapon when it comes to shooting. Now, setting up a freaking talking head takes me seconds because I've done that. So like that skill is mine now. Nobody's taking it from me, okay? And if I would have gone in with that attitude of just like, I don't know, man, like, I mean, they're not paying me anything, so they're not gonna get anything. Like, I just don't care. Who's losing in that situation? You're losing, all right? Time is money. It's all about setting up trajectory, like, right? So like, you're here, you wanna be here, you can't just hop over here, right? Like, you gotta like go up to be there and it's gonna take some time. You gotta build that trajectory. So for me, it was that. Shooting weddings is a similar thing, right? Like. People are gonna get married one time. You need to get that money shot one time. You got. You need to do all those things one time because it's not gonna happen again. So there's a certain, you know, sort of pressure on you, and it really helps you become a better filmmaker. All right. And um, another thing that I want to talk about is like, don't wait, just start. What am I talking about? We've all been there, including myself. I'm waiting to finish that reel. I'm waiting to finish that website. Uh, I don't have money to hire a web developer to work on my website, so I'm just going to wait. You know what I'm talking about. And that happens because we all think in our heads is that everybody, there's like this drum roll, you know, that's going to end with a crescendo. Like as soon as the website is released and as soon as the, the demo reel is out, the whole world is going to be waiting and Christopher Nolan is going to get on the phone and be like, bro, get on the plane, already booked you a flight come over here, shoot the next movie that I'm working on. Like, we all have that in our mind, right? Like, we just think that it's gonna be the biggest thing, like, once this reel comes out or once this website is out, like, you don't even know. You don't even, it's like a scene from American Psycho, right? Like, sharing those business cards and everybody's sweating, what's gonna happen? But in reality, nobody cares. Nobody knows that you have a website. Your, your wife wouldn't know that you have a website and she wouldn't care, even if you show her. You'll be like, hey, look at my website. She's gonna be like, good. Like, is anybody calling you now? Like, are you getting work now? Like, at the end of the day, it's all about results, right? Don't be so hung up on the process that you forget about, like, what's really important, which is, which is you know, getting results, all right? So, 
And another thing that I want to talk about is like, don't sleep on social. All right. Too many people are doing that, especially people, you know, with that are not Generation Z. Right. Like, I mean, they just they're in that like thing in that limbo where they're just kind of like, ah, man, social media is just not for me. So stop it. Knock it off because that you being in denial, you're the only one who's losing. Okay, it's not a fad. It's not going anywhere. Social media is here. Now you got two camps, right? You got like a happy campsite, like where everybody is looking at like, you know, the, the you know, smell the roses. And then there's another side that's looking at social media as like a doomsday. So it's up to you which side you want to be on. If you want to be on with the positive side, there's a lot of pluses and goods when it comes to social media. Okay. Um, this is also your fastest way to being your own boss, or in this case, being a freelancer, all right? Because you're cutting out the middleman, right? You wanna work with somebody, you don't need to go through gatekeepers. You can just straight up like reach out to those people and make your dream a reality. So like last week when I went live with Sam, remember when he said, hey, Jake just reached out to me and said, hey bro, you got anything? Like I'll work on whatever you got. I love your work and I'll do it for free. And then Sam was working on his first big music video and he's like, oh dude, perfect timing. Let's do this. And then they did. And now, you know, Jake is Sam's guy. And then that led Jake to do a lot bigger projects after that. So this is how it happened. All right. Because they're not looking at social media as like, ah, man, shit. Like, I mean, you know, social media ain't got nothing on me. I'm still making good money. Let's just say you're making 200000 right? And you're like, I make that money without social media. How about if I tell you, if you do go on social media and do your part, you can 5X that. So I think million is better than 200. I mean, that's just me. I'm not a numbers guy, right? So that's all I'm trying to tell you. Like, don't just look at it as like, ah, I don't know, man. Because literally, you can take 100 agencies got not like 100 creative agencies that try to like represent you over social media, like they got nothing on it, right? Because you got an agency somewhere that is, you know, hitting that zip code. Whereas social media, you can be hitting somebody up in India, right? Like in freaking, I don't know, South Africa and like getting hooked up. Like right now, I'm about to sign a crazy deal, like working with clients like, you know, that, that are just going to be like, hey, we're going to be pouring like seven music videos a week if you want to take it. And uh, we want to work however you want to do things. Like I'm coming in as a celebrity. That is never, never, ever has been possible if you go the regular route. Even if you go through agencies, they're going to take a huge cut. They're going to treat you like an employee, right? You're going to have to like freaking, you know, send them these $100 gift cards during holidays. And you have to do all these things, you know, just to be on their good side. I don't need to do any of that. Like I, I need to be me. I need to be a decent human being. But that said, I can, I can just do me and absolutely destroy the game and like then let people reach out to me. Okay. That's like your dynamic portfolio. If you're on Instagram or YouTube, whatever have you. So don't sleep on it. I'm telling you, you don't want to sleep on it. Final thing that I'm going to say is that now, if you follow all these things that I mentioned here, you're going to have a successful uh, freelance career that that's without a doubt. Okay. And, and, and if you want to look at it at, at an example, like I'm here, right? Like Par Parker Wellback, like there's a lot of examples on the internet that you can see Chris Howe, Sam Newton, Jake, there's a lot of people, Brian from Brazil, like there's a lot of people that you can look at that are just absolutely destroying the game, killing it regardless of where they are, which country, which part of the world they're in. They're absolutely doing their thing um, because they're running with it. So this thing will work. Um, but 
once you got that, you know, full-time freelance hustle going, now the next part is how do you sustain it? That's a whole another topic. And that is something like if you guys are interested in, we can do another live and I can prep something for you guys because that's a whole another thing, right? Like, I mean, now you're killing it at freelance. You're your own boss. Oh my God. There's a lot of like, I won't go as far as calling it negatives or cons, but there's a lot of things that go into being your own boss, okay? Like every morning when I wake up, I need to motivate and pump myself to go compared to just like be in a zombie mode. You wake up at 8 because you need to be at work at 8.30 and you get to work at 8.30 and, uh, you know, your boss goes, here's a list of things that you got to do. And you just, you're scratching your head, you know, make yourself a cup of coffee and you're like, you got it, boss. Like, I'm on it. Like, it's a lot easier in ways because you're not really taxing your brain compared to like, Waking up in the morning, have your own agenda, have your own pump and like juice and then something goes down and you're like, ah, I wasn't expecting that. Like, but you have to go past that and you have to stay strong, right? So if you guys are interested, I can definitely do that and uh, look into that for you guys. Um, let me see if there are any questions in the comments or in the question section and then we're going to wrap it up. All right, so this is a good question. Um, top three or five ways to get clients. Always been stressed out, not having enough job to do. So most of the things that I mentioned here obviously answer uh, majority of like your, your concern, right, basically. But I will say one of the best things to do, you know, going back to those days, like let's just say before pre-social days, like I would go on Craigslist. Right now we have Upwork.com and like those places. Um, just go to Craigslist or uh, Facebook, like whatever, right? Groups and just start hitting up. Don't do like one thing that I will say you shouldn't do is uh, making a post and saying anybody is looking for work, I'm here, I'm available, hit me up. Don't do that because I mean that just becomes like sort of like a noise, right? Like seeing ads all day long that we're just like so numb to that we're like, what the hell is going on? Like I don't care. So. Have some tact, you know, to your approach. Uh, so I will say how I, how, how I would do it is like go on Instagram. You know, you follow a bunch of these accounts. Uh, let's just say you have 1,500 followers. You don't have like 5,000, 10,000, 15,000 followers. If you have 1,500 followers, don't reach out to a 5 million, uh, you know, follower account. It's just a waste of time. If it works, great. So what I would do in that situation is like, I would hit up a 4,000 follower account, somebody who's a cinematographer in Utah, killing the game, whatever. I would reach out to that person and be like, hey bro, absolutely love your work, man. Been following you for a while. Um, loved when you were at Moab, like shooting the JKX experience, blah, blah, blah. Be specific, right? Like show that you're actually, you're interested. It's not like a copy paste message because nobody cares. You send me a copy paste message, I'm not gonna block you, but I'm just not gonna look at it. So. Make it where it's just like, bro, loved what you did there. You know, the drone shots and blah, blah, blah. I mean, you're on it. I'm a colorist. Um, can I just, I'm dying to get my hands on your footage and just show you what I can do. Is that cool? Like, and you don't have to pay a dime. Like, just let me, you know, give me a shot. Let me show you what I can do. I'm looking to start a collaboration with somebody. I'm new in this space. Be authentic, right? Going back to that point. Don't, don't like fake it till you make it. I, I it's disgusting. I hate that. 
Just be honest. Be like, hey, I'm new in this game. I don't have a lot of clients. My work is really good. I'm building that clientele. Give me a shot. You'll be surprised. People are just going to be like, you got it. And you're talking about like, you know, filling up your pipeline. It's going to happen just like that because humans, good people, they don't want to take advantage of you. So this guy, let's just say, you know, I don't know, John gives you a project to work on. You do it and you kill it. You do a really good job. John will, one, will always keep you in mind to work with you. Let's say John can't afford you, but now his friend, Mark, is working on something. John goes, dude, I know this guy, Sam, absolutely killer, like does a really good job. Uh, you should give him a shot. Because now John is feeling like he owes you something, right? Like he made it clear he's not going to pay you. But as a good human, he's going reciprocity. I got to get him back. Like I, I got to give him something in return. And now he hooks you up with Mark. You know, Sam works with Mark. You guys get connected. Boom. One solid client. Now, John gets to a point where he can afford to pay you. John pays you two clients from one person. And then you keep asking for referrals. Keep asking for referrals. Like, all, like don't be shy, all right? That's another huge tip. Like, anytime you work for somebody that love your work, at the end, <coughs> excuse me, when you send an invoice, just say, this was an absolute blast. Thank you so much for the opportunity. If you don't mind, um, please share my information with anybody that you might think would need help. Like start with your power base. That's a very strong tool, okay? Like that, that was another thing that I did. Even when I was working my full-time job, I would do a lot of small gigs with my employees, you know, uh, outside of work. So like, you know, I, you know, I was friends with Kale and then Kale was doing a lot of projects outside as well. And then Kale would hook me up. I would always be hook, like, you know, hitting up Kale and be like, hey, dude, you need some help? Like, what do you got? And he would be like, hey, Kazi, this project is coming in. I'm going to be shooting it. I need you to edit it. I'm going to pay you this much. Done. I'll do it over the weekend. Right. So like there's all the like, you know, take advantage of your power base. A lot of people, you know, look outside of their circle that they have the built in circle that they have, like start here first and then reach out. It's a lot easier. So that was a long answer, but hopefully you guys got something out of it, right? So let's take some more. Great question. So this is a good question, I'm gonna take this. So I have the skills um, and it's really, really hard to find grading jobs without a reel and this is this is it you just said it that's why i feel like when i was building my platform i didn't want it to be another color grading channel that just goes ham on like the science of what is happening with the actual LUT, and then i talk about it for 1700 hours because at the end of the day that's not going to feed your family all right that's not going to make your you know insurance payment that's not going to do anything for you. So for me, it has always been ludicrous to see that. And that's why I never got a lot of value out of those lessons either, because I'm just like, what is going on? Like nobody's here to invent. It's like somebody, instead of telling you how to use the software, I tell you, uh, let me teach you how to create Instagram. Like before I teach you how to use it and get clients, first, we're going to learn how to make an app like Instagram. And we're going to start from the beginning. Dude, like just show me how to freaking hit up somebody. Like don't, I don't want to learn how to freaking build Instagram yet. I feel like everybody is missing the mark and doing that. 
So when I see questions like that, I'm happy because I feel like this this platform, I want it to be a place where you get much more, you know, than just like color grading, like, you know, hey, this is how you use the new tool Color Warper. That's what you do with Color Warper. Okay, good. That's cool. Like, that's a good party trick. I can show it to somebody that can be impressed by it. But now what? Now, how do I get clients? And I think you brought up a good question, right? So me seeing this question from you, I can tell you right now, your problem is not that your skills are not good enough. Your problem is not that your reel is not there. Your problem is you're lacking communication skills. I'm telling you right now, I promise you, it's not the reel. It, go on my website, wakaskazi.com, you won't even see a reel. I don't have a reel. Go on uh, Company 3's website, you'll barely see a reel, right? Like, I don't get clients through like a reel, like, because I've built myself to, you know, to be established or authority in this space, be, that is assumed. People go and just look at like, okay, the work is great. Like now let's work with you. So for you to get there, let's just say if you don't have big clients under your belt, you're going to create that by that human connection, by that communication. So you have to go the extra mile. Instead of writing a message to somebody on Instagram, send a voice message, see how powerful that is. All of a sudden, it's a completely different kind of communication, right? Like all the things that I'm telling you right now, if this whole live was in a, in a blog, do, do you think you're going to read it? You weren't going to read it, right? So like, that's what I'm saying. It's like that human connection goes so far, right? So work on your communication skills. It's definitely not your real. I'm telling you right now. All right, so this is a good one to attack to. And first of all, guys, love the support, love this community. Like, it's just the ultimate blessing. Uh, let's look at this question, okay? So most people want free or cheap work. How do you get what you're worth? Absolutely. I mean, that, that never goes away. It don't matter. I know for a fact that somebody is hitting up, you know, Tom Pool and Company 3 and telling them to grade something for them for 700 bucks. That's just, that's just what it is. That's just what it is. So the way you handle that is once your pipeline is full, right? Once you have enough work coming in where you don't need to be desperate enough to just take anything and everything, you start saying no. Like that's 99% that's of my job right now. Like, I mean, emails are pouring through and I'm going through it. Hey, five minute project, uh, $100 budget. I'm not gonna reply back. Like, th th there's not gonna be a middle ground here. So I'm not gonna waste my time or their time by replying back next, 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 right? Like, just keep moving on. So keep it very simple, right? Like, set some boundaries. And even if, say, somebody does give you a rate that is close to your rate, don't ever be afraid of negotiating. Don't ever be afraid of negotiating. That's the only way you're gonna get what you're worth if you, like, I don't know, I'm just going to make up some number. Like, you know, I don't know what the rates are in India or whatnot. But let's say you get paid 500, uh, 500 a job and somebody is paying you 300. They're offering you 300 and you go, well, 300 is better than 500. I haven't worked in a week. Say that to yourself. Don't say that to them. What you want to say to them is, hey, 
that's good. My rate is 750. You're giving me 300, so that's almost half that. Can you meet me somewhere in the middle? That's it. You don't even have to throw a number. And most of the time, they're going to come back and they're going to go, uh, all right, man, like we can do 500. We can do 450. Now you're really close to that goal, your day rate, than what you want. And don't ever say your day rate. Like if they say 300, you say 500, they're going to say, dude, 300 is all we got. Are you going to be like, all right, dude, fine. All this go over, so then give them a room to counter offer you too. And then wherever you meet is the number that you wanted in the first place. All right? Good question. All right, that is good and that's true too. So like, I'm right there with you, right? Like platforms like that, like, you know, this person is saying, like Andrew's saying, I tried setting up an Upwork account, but I've never found a client. Um, what's the problem? So the problem is not you. The problem is the platform. It, it just, it is what it is, right? Like, I mean, it's one of those things like, I'm looking for a colorist. I go on Upwork. I see the top four people, you know, that are being promoted or whatever, like have earned the most. And I'm going to go with them. And that's the end of that. And this is what I'm trying to get at, right? Like going through agencies, go, going through all these ways, it's really difficult. That's why social media is the untapped thing. Like this is how you cut through the noise that you have to do it. It's not easy. And it's getting more and more difficult now getting good engagement on Instagram is impossible, right? Like, I mean, it's just not easy, but you have to learn to do it. And the time is now. Don't, like, it's not like when somebody tells you, well, now it's too late. Like, I mean, you should have done it a year ago because they were saying that a year ago. So the time is always now. Like, just start now, get good at it, and you're going to see the results, and you're not going to deal with that because that is a real problem. I was on careerbuilder.com. I was on uh, careermonster or monster.com, whatever. I was on that and never had an opportunity, never. Like, I would just go there and apply all the time, stay active. Nothing ever happened because those platforms are just weird, man. They're clunky. They're old school uh, compared to, like, how fast and nimble social is, right? Like like I said, just go on um, go on. Uh, Facebook groups, right? Or like any of those groups and just like find that, you know, job and apply for it and you'll have a much better luck or go on Instagram, find the person you want to work with, reach out to them directly, go on YouTube, watch a video of a creator that's an up and comer and you want to work with them, reach out to them and they'll hook you up, man. It's, it's not, it's not hard for somebody to go, you want to take my burden. You want to do this part of like my job Sure, I can pay you 300 bucks. I can pay you 400 bucks because that opens me up to do other things, right? Like where I can make much more than that. So if I can justify to open up my time for 300 bucks, but then I go and make 600 and I pay you 300, keep 300, that was worth it for me. And that's how the companies grow, right? Like you have to expand. You can't just do it all by yourself.
Sorry, guys. Just looking through questions. All right, so let's end it on this. I mean, this question is basically like, if I made a mistake, like, where do I go from there? There is no such thing, right? Like, I mean, everything that happens is an experience. So, like, you can look at it as a positive. Like, all my biggest failures are my biggest successes because it gives me a place to launch from, right? Like, when you hit the bottom, like, that's what they say, right? Like, when you hit the bottom, it gives you a platform to launch from. So, like, it's always going to be that thing. So, like, I see failure as okay all right like let's troubleshoot so this happened it already happened what led to it like what caused it let's let's try to dissect it and then not do it again so now that is something that's in my toolbox this will never happen again right like it won't be like i didn't see it coming i will know exactly what happened and how not to do it what's going on a plastic plant let's go brother so that's why, you know, don't ever come up with that attitude of just being like, oh, I made a mistake. It's irreversible. There is no such thing. Um, so it's, it's all about your attitude. And that's why mindset is so important, right? Like everybody talks about mindset, uh, you know, on podcasts and, uh, you know, on social. And I feel like it just gets to that point where we're all kind of like just rolling our eyes and we're like, dude, everybody is a freaking, you know, self-help coach. Like what, what is going on? But I think it's an important topic. The reason why people sell books on it and talk about it all the time is because this thing needs to be told to many people all the time that, hey, get out of your own way. Don't look at things as just like, this is the end all be all. I made the biggest mistake. I'll never move on. You know, the first time I bought a car that I couldn't afford, I wanted to puke my guts out. Like I bought a car. I shouldn't have bought it. And now I'm looking at the monthly payments and I call my older brother and I'm sitting like this at the curb and I'm just like telling him, I'm like, dude, I'm, I'm about to puke. Like, what did I do? And he just goes like, dude, he's like, come on, like pull up your freaking pants, get up and just man up. He's like, this is what it is. He's like, this is the beginning, beginning. Like you just popped your cherry. He's like, this is what needed to happen. Like now you made that decision. You're going to learn to live with it. Right. And you're, that's only going to fire you up to become a bigger hustler and just keep making bigger decisions in life. So everybody has to go through those things, right? Like now I look back and I'm like, damn, like that is so freaking true. Like then I went and bought this freaking Porsche and I didn't even think about it. That came cross country. Like it came from freaking Vermont and I'm in, like if you look at the map of the United States, Vermont is East Coast, like last state right here. And then I'm right here and it came all the way from there and I never even saw the car and I didn't even care about it. That's the car that I wanted. It had all the options that I wanted. Here's the freaking money is wired. Send me the car. I'm good. Like, let's let's do this. Like, I'm not even thinking about it. The car shows up. I'm super stoked. Nobody's freaking puking their guts out. Nothing is happening because I had to make all those small decisions to get to a point to be this guy to go from a boy to a manhood where I'm just like, this is what we do now. Right. Like, I mean, now we're we're playing ball. Right. Like now we're in a different game. So. Going back to your question. You know, there are no wrong moves. You got to start somewhere. Um, you know, when you fall, learn to just pick yourself up and keep moving. All right, guys, this was amazing. A lot of fun. Really appreciate everybody that joined. Um, we're going to come up with a different topic next week. But again, like I said, this talking about these kind of things like really gives me life because I feel like this, this is where I feel like I'm truly giving back. 
and something that you can learn from my experience and all the wins that I've, you know, accrued like along the way. And I feel like there's a lot to be implemented. And the things that I like to talk about is always like those small bite-sized habits that you can implement and start seeing results right away. Because I feel like that's way more gratifying for me to give you a 15-year plan. And then it's going to be like, all right, dude, I don't know. I don't want to spend 15 years to see if it's going to work or not. So on that note, much love. Peace.